ladies and gentlemen, Brandy J's podcast, a voice to be reckoned with, would like to thank you for making the right choice in choosing a podcast that moves a nation. And now, here she is in five, four, three, two, one. I'm here with Michael Glenmore from A City Like Yours, and we're discussing bullying and his experience he had with bullying growing up, and what impacts it made and what he did. So guys, let's give him a warm welcoming and thank him for coming to share with us something that's very dear to our hearts. Welcome, Michael Glenmore. Hey, everybody. Welcome to my show, Brandy Joys, a voice to be reckoned with, season three. Um, today, I have here with me Michael Glenmore from A City Like Yours, and he's here to um, hang out with us and touch on the topic of bullying today. Hey, Michael, are you there? Hey, Brandy. Yes, thank you for asking me to join you again. Yes, yes, most definitely. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, thank you for uh, accepting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about bullying. Uh, I did experience bullying in my childhood. I'm 58, so it was a ways back, but uh, I'm I'm gay, or at the time I was I identified as gay. Now I'm bisexual asexual so uh, I identify as being asexual now but back in the day uh, I was picked on and bullied because of my sexuality I, I don't think that I was you know effeminate or anything like that uh, somehow they just picked up on it the bullies and they would do things like call me faggot and queer boy and things like that I never got physically uh, attacked or anything fortunately um, but I did but it was very very difficult because it was a daily thing and you know i'd be walking across the quadrangle in, in, in the high school and someone from the second floor would shout out faggot and um uh, you know it just made me my myself uh awareness and it made me feel self-conscious and you know like why are these guys picking on me i have done nothing to them uh, and that's that's really how bullying is you know it's not that someone causes someone else to bully them it's just that the bully sees a target they think is below them and something someone they could uh, you know get over on or or, or what have you um, so anyway during that time I was in maybe I think it was in junior high school and it just got to the point where I couldn't deal with it any longer and I was thinking about dropping out of, call, of, of high school uh, I was introduced to a program called School Away From School, which is a uh, special school for people who either, you know, they have pregnant women, pregnant girls there who, you know, they can't be in a normal school because they're pregnant. So they would go to School Away From School. And also they had people who've been bullied and also people who uh, maybe have gotten into a lot of fights and suspended quite a bit. Uh, it was just a means for you to go ahead and get your education to finish your diploma without having to go through the GED program, which I'm not, I'm not saying anything against the GED program. That's a great thing to have. And that's an option. You know, if you're being bullied, 
you can always think about, well, I can get my GED and then move on to college and things would be better. Uh, so that is an option. My option, though, was for this place called School Away From School. You went every day, uh, you kind of work, work at your own pace, and you finished courses, you know, in the pace that you could actually work them. So a lot of people graduated early because they just, you know, did all the courses quickly and got out of there. Uh, I, I kind of took my time and wound up being there for two years and graduated. Uh, with with the diploma and uh, I could have walked at my school at, during their ceremony their graduation ceremony but I chose not to because I didn't want to see anybody that had bullied me but uh, and another option that I think uh, people who are being bullied and are, are you know maybe suicidal uh, you know that's that's the point where you want to make sure that something's going on Homeschooling is also an uh, alternative if you have a parent who is willing to uh, homeschool you. Uh, so think about that. Think about school away from school. If there's one in your locate in your uh, in your state or, or your city, and also think about getting the GED program. Those are three options there that that will get you out of the bullying that you're dealing with in school. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, wow, that's a, sto a story there you uh, went yeah, through. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's uh, you know, a whole nother, you know, you just brought you brought you know light to uh, how you know bullying is not something you let them know bullying is not something that we make happen to us, you know. It's just you know, because some people be like, well, what do you do? You probably, you know, I, I hear that sometimes with uh with people who, you know, try to find some blame and maybe like the kid, you know, or tell them, well, maybe if you did this or, or I had somebody tell my son one time that he was, in a way she kind of said he was socially awkward and probably kids don't receive, she said, I couldn't have said it because the position she had. <laughs> but I was like, uh, yeah, what's that have to do with anything? Yeah, bullying's been Everyone's around for a long time. and. Um... You know, it's not getting yeah. any better. I think it's getting worse because a lot of the kids mm -hmm. are being physically attacked. Uh, you know, back in my day, it was yeah. more of a bully shouting things at me. But, you know, today I hear so many yeah. stories of children being physically attacked. So they're having to deal with the verbal mm -hmm. abuse and the physical abuse and daily. And, you know, the, you know, it's, it's just really upsetting to me that kids wind up sh taking their own lives because they don't feel they have a way yeah. to get away from the bullying, but they really do. And something yeah. also that I, t I, really I say do. a lot is that, um, you know, if you're being bullied, just realize that that's not going to last forever. You're more than likely, once you graduate, you're more than likely never to see your bullying again. Uh, you can go to college and, you know, I'm not saying that people in college don't get bullied, but the, it's, it's very likely that once you get to college or you get into a career, you're never going to be bullied again. So it's, it's something that is temporary. It, it's during your school years. It's during your adolescence into your teens. It's very difficult to deal with, but it will get better. Definitely will get better. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> because you know that that's such a you know it's, it's you know that's why I really wanted you to do this because it's, we've got to like embed this into their their heads because you know we make sometimes we make decisions and we can fix them and come back from them you know and then sometimes and then there's this one here that there's no return you know and it's like where what we have we dropped the ball when our babies have 
You know what I mean? Use use this as their outlet. Somewhere, somehow, if we've done, we've missed something. I, I I hold all adults, you know, accountable. The parents, the staffs, the teacher, everybody, officers, uh, even our leaders, our our nation's leaders, because we all know what's going on. Yeah, there seems to be a a kind of disconnect with uh, adults during these situations. They they tend to look the other way, but, you know, they really need to get more involved. I think in schools, there needs to be more programs dealing with bullying, uh, identifying bullying, and and some solution Mm -hmm. to bullying. Uh, and, and one of the things that would definitely help is having an adult intervene, perhaps, you know, taking the child aside, saying, you know, look, it's not you. It's their problem, not your problem. And, uh, yep. you know, but, but, but being more vigilant, seeing it happen, making them stop. Don't punish the bully, the, bu- uh, the person being bullied. And, you know, do what you can to separate the bullier with the bullied. Yes. Yes, everything you said right now is on point, you know, because when, when I'm around the children, I pay very close attention. I catch it, you know what I mean? Because you know, you know, you're going to find somewhere somebody, those kids are just mean, you know, and I, I kind of, I listen and I linger around and, you know, I'll dress maybe the bully and I'll, I'll pull the bully, the you know, the one being bullied to the side and let them know, you know, what I mean, it's okay. It doesn't make it true just because they say it. Then I'll also have a talk with the person that's you know, bullying, but you have to, like you say, you have to be vigilant, you have to stop it, you can't just, like, look past it and brush it off, you know, because it's, you just, you just can't, you have to just, you have to get on it every time it happens, it, it can start from the smallest thing, it's like this one boy, they were talking about his shoes, and I was, just, I just thought that was just the most nastiest behavior, you know what I mean, because his shoes didn't look like, like yours, and that's where parents have to realize when they do these, buy these shoes, and all this stuff for these kids, you got to let them know too. Like, install things, make them, hopefully they're working for them or doing something for them, but also let them know that just because you have these, you know what I mean? You got to have to kind of do that because these kids don't even know any better. They actually believe this stuff and they laugh at the kids that look a certain way. Yeah, back in my day, it was it was a pair of jeans, the, the designer jeans that everybody had to have. And they were expensive and a lot of parents can't afford to get these jeans for their child. So that means that there's a child who's left out who doesn't have the same garb that the popular kids have. So therefore they're, they feel that they're probably less than, you know, what can be expected. I'm all for wearing school uniforms. A lot of schools here in Shreveport, Louisiana, where I'm from, have gone to school uniforms. And that pretty much takes away the aspect of uh, being dressed to the nines and being the you know, the person who has the style and, and versus the person who is not dressed to the nines, the person who maybe doesn't, can't afford those sneakers or those, that pair of jeans that is all the rage. So, uh, so I'm very, I'm very for school uniforms and having it kind of, you know, cause that kind of makes it a play, uh, even, even playing field. Yeah, we have school uniforms, but the, the shoes, those right there, they can, they can wear whatever shoes they like. Oh, see, that's a mistake there. And on Friday, it's free dress. Yeah. I don't understand that. If they if they have uniforms, why do they have a day where you can dress however you like? Yeah, I mean, like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's like uh, they don't do that. Like, yeah, yeah, me neither. It's just like I guess it's like okay, free dress days, you know, like a a relaxed day. But it's like no, that you gotta really think about that. You know, how does? It, I mean, it's 
And then some kids will still wear their uniform, you know, because that's what they have. And then the other kids are like, why are you wearing a uniform? You know, it's free dress day. And it's like, you know what I mean? Come on, just like lay up on this kid, you know, and let them be. But parents, I blame parents. You know what I mean? It's like you're making your child think that this is the way and that there are people that don't have it like that. And it could easily be you too in this. So, well, it would be so easy for the school district to, when they implement the uniform, to also implement a certain shoe. Uh, yeah. You know, they make they make the uniforms available. You can, you know, sometimes it's uh, you can wear a polo shirt or a pullover or something, but it's all in the maybe the blue and khaki or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the the you know they could just mandate that the shoes are this type of shoe. That way they'll brand. get away from having the because you know, yeah. I know shoes are real popular now. Uh, uh-huh. Adidas and Nike, you know, really expensive shoes, hundreds of dollars for repair. Yeah, Jordan, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's insane. I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, all, you know, altogether. I mean, when you're all out of school, wear your sh- your shoes, your Michael Jordans, uh, or Michael Jordan Air, or whatever you have. You know, wear those around the house, or when you go out at night, or you're out with your family. But during the school period, while you're at school, that should be. Uh, something that is more uniform. Yep, I totally agree. I know there's some schools out here that that are like that. They like they don't mess around. If you have the wrong type of belt or a tennis shoe string, they'll call your parents so they can come bring you the correct, you know, attire. You know, but I don't know. Now, if you're not wearing your uniform, they do crack down on you. They'll make you. They'll, they'll definitely like have your parents come and get you, or you know, or, or they'll put you in another class or something. But they they very you have to wear the right uniform but the shoes is just, that's, that's the one everybody's focused in on so. yeah when I was in school we, we didn't have school uniforms so that was a problem at the at the high school I went to you know I, did, I don't know if that's what caused my bulliers to pick on me uh, you know if it was the clothes I was wearing because they never said that they just you know called me names but uh, you know it may be may, may be one of the things I remember I got my hair cut to a, a real short buzz cut, and that set them off again. And I later realized that that style was popular in the gay community. So that kind of marked me as being gay. And uh, whereas I had, you know, I hadn't come out to anybody, nobody knew for sure that I was, not even my close friends. I was so in the closet. Uh, but, you know, so I got that haircut, and come to find out that was a style that was known in the, in the gay population as being very stylish at the time so you know that kind of shot myself in the foot <laughs> yeah yeah that's a that's you know just with that too it's like as adults if we did a lot better on like teaching our kids about the values and how people are different like you know just the when like i, I hear a lot of kids at school i heard them tell the other way you're that's gay that's gay and i have to stop them you know what i mean something like why now you're, you're taking this word up and learn from home and using it that that you know it's a community and you're using it in a negative manner you know what i mean yeah that's you that know? is definitely something that happens yeah. you know faggot and queer and mm-hmm. gay and you're gay those are things those are trigger words and when you especially if you're not gay and you're having that happen to you that's that's a big thing or if you're in the closet like i was who i didn't want everybody to know that yes okay i am gay you know, as I, I turned out to be bisexual later, but when I was in high school, I was still, you know, I wasn't sure of my sexuality. So I was still kind of, you know, dealing with that on my, on my own. And that was enough without having somebody 
call me names every day and make me feel really bad. And so, you know, it just got to the point where I had to get out. And, um, you know, fortunately, I didn't commit suicide. I, uh, you know, I was able to get to a school that that did not happen. And I just can't stress enough that kids, they don't ever need to reach the point of killing themselves. That is just horrible. That's something that you can't come back from. You know, once you've done that, you're gone. And you're, you know, you're leaving your family behind to suffer. And, you know, it will get better. You know, stick with it. Go do what you have to do. Get a GED. Go to another school. Um, you know, what, whatever you need to do to either later on go to work or go to college. And, and I guarantee that your life will be improved once you get away from your bully. I always say, just because they say it, doesn't make it true, <laughs> you know? That's just their own insecurities, you know? Yeah. I tell them, yeah. they, don't like, they don't like themselves, that's what it is. Yeah, for sure. And like, like you had just, you said uh, before in the beginning, that yours didn't uh, manifest into a, into a physical contact. And uh, now in these days, you know, bullying has went from back to how it was back in the day, and it's evolved, manifested into it's a total, like, just crazy and I remember uh, a while back I was uh, I did like a little show with someone a guy named Jeremy Roderick and he's like into like the, he does family therapy and all that stuff and works with children and um, he had broke down exactly what bullying was like in, in different um, you know like uh, levels and when you got to the, the physical part and now this is now called assault okay that's right <laughs> it's assault when you physically harm somebody it's illegal you're, you're, it's assault and, and he said that's what kids need to the person being bullied needs to know know how to what when the level they're at and what they need to do and it's like now you, you're beyond bullying so you can assault you know yeah you mean? could uh, notify the police for something like that yeah but kids don't know their rights it's so different inside schools it's like if I'm down here on the street right and then I go pummel somebody and you do them you know what I mean I'm going to jail you know, but when you're in the school, it's kind of like, okay, well, just don't do, you know what I mean? It's not taken as seriously, but I think that's because, well, obviously they don't want that to, you know what I mean? Be there, you know, to, that, that's a good look, not a good look for them, but you know, that's, it's not even about that, but it becomes when it's the parent or that child's decision, what they're going to do next, but they don't know that, that they have those rights. The children have rights. They shouldn't have to write it to go to school and have to, you know, have someone be able to just to hit you, to, you know, invade your personal space and, and, and harm you and nothing is done. Because if that same, if it happened on the outside, it's just going to play out differently. Yeah, yeah, it's very, yeah. it's very scary the, the way that uh, the school atmosphere is so different than what's going on in real life. It's so overblown, you know, everything is bigger than, than what it probably should be. And that's part of that is the the thinking that, okay, I'm helpless here. There's nothing that can be done about what's going on to me when actually there is something that can be done and something can be done, you know, with involving law enforcement. And when you get the law involved, that makes people stand up and notice. I mean, I guarantee the bully would back down. And so would the parents that don't realize that they're being, their, their child is a bully. Now, once they get to that point where, okay, the police are here, and, and they won't talk to my child because my child got physical with another child at school. You know, you guarantee those parents are going to crack down on that. 
Hopefully, you know, and, the, and the school's going to crack down more too. They're going, like, oh shoot, you know, now now we got to make sure that we are, you know, doing what we're supposed to do. Zero tolerance means zero tolerance. <laughs> you know, you can't you just yeah. can't say it. You got to actually mean it. For, for sure, for sure. Well, I'm very happy that we brought light to that. That we both was able, were able to talk about this because uh, I wanted like parents to know because some parents were helpless, you know, and some of them were the parents of the victims that took their lives, they were trying to get help in uh, school for saying they couldn't and that, you know, so many children, it just was all, you know, scoring circles. And then when it came down to it, that child ended up taking their life. School didn't want nothing to do with it. They didn't want to speak about it. They didn't even say, give condolences. And the kids never got punished. Then a lot of stories, it goes on like that. And I just don't understand how they can all just get away with that. I wonder how that makes the bully feel when they, the, the child that they were attacking and bullying committed suicide, you know, when they know that it was their, their fault oh, for yeah. what happened, you know, how did they, you know, what is their thought process? You know, does that make an, does it have an effect on them you know, at, too late, but does it have an effect at some point? I think it can. I, I went on Facebook live last night and I actually spoke about that. I said the domino effect that it takes when no one does anything, and you know, kids, they do stuff and they probably didn't mean or mean for it to go to <clears throat> another place, go to that place and then find out the kid that they had a part in, you know, t- bullying took their own life. That could lead into them, you know what I mean? So many different things, taking theirs or just falling apart and just a deep dark hole, you know, drugs, alcohol, drugs. it could get worse or it could get better, but it's going to affect them in some kind of way. It's going to be either good or it's going to be bad. Well, I, I personally want to thank you, Brandy, for what you do to highlight bullying. I know that I'm not the first guest you've had on to talk about bullying. Uh, could you go ahead and, and and maybe talk a little bit about the experience you've had with other guests and kind of the trend that you're seeing? For sure, for sure. Um, well, with other guests, what I do know that that is, that is a similarity is that no one did anything. <laughs> it was all, uh, there was, I was always wondering, you know, during their stories, and I would ask afterwards, who stopped it? Who did anything? Like, where did you go when this was happening? That was like, not, you know what I mean? Uh, a thing. There was a, a one guest, he was on, um, goes by the name of Chuck Nasty, Nasty Nation. But he was bullied. He he was on both ends of it. He uh, came into a school. He was bullied, but then he became a bully, you know, because he didn't know. He, he just wanted to fit in, you know. What I mean, probably so wanted then, to get that control back. Yeah, and then he ended up being on the side of being the bully of the bullies, you know. What I mean, so he had like different parts in it, you know, because then he didn't want he didn't want to be a bully. He wanted to help the kids that were being bullied. You know, so, but he ended up eventually, there was someone that did take a liking and, and, and helps him, you know what I mean? And so, you know, he, there, there, was, there was, you know, an adult, because I was just trying to figure out where's the adults in this whole thing, you know, and I wasn't hearing too much of it, like, how do you get, how do you navigate through this by yourself? You know, um, I also had a guest, um, she uh, dealt with a lot of bullying growing up. Uh, a lot of none of a lot of them were physical. I, I found a lot of I think majority of the ones were 
didn't get to the physical place, but still played a major part um, into their adult life. Because a lot of people say, oh, that's this is normal, it's a kid thing. That's not true. They, some people carry that all the way until the effects until they're an adult. Um, um, my experience uh, when I was younger, it was mine didn't get physical and I was able to end it quickly. Teach kids how to treat each other, you know. They you have to they have to be learned and you have to show them. I said you could put programs and that's what I want to do with stopping the pain. You know what I mean? I want to make this a point where definitely for parents, because there's helpless parents out here that want to help their children, don't know how. And then I want to be able to um, you know, lost my train of thought there for for a moment, um, do something where kids can come together. Maybe those bullies, you know what I mean, and that child that's being bullied and, and you find out they have more in common than they actually, you know, they do. Because that bully, that's bullying others, that's pain too. That's some that's coming from somewhere and it's being put off somewhere else. So all of it is just pain. So to stop the pain, even that bully. You know what I mean? I don't want the bullies to be shown in a negative light. And like you just said, like what if something happens, they find out that they were the cause, part of the cause of a child taking their life. And now their life is ruined, you know? And when it could have been stopped by someone that knew what was going on, but didn't, it was not on the radar, you know? So stopping yeah. the pain, I definitely wanted all of the whole sort of all around, the parents' pain, the, the bullies, the, and then just like show them how to get along with each other, because there's a future. You know, we got to give them a platform to even, what are they going to do They have, if we don't give them a fighting chance to even be able to make it? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it may be getting better. I don't, I don't know. What are, what is your sense? Does it seem to you that maybe we're on a upswing where bullying's being more, um, thought about and talked about and you know solutions are being given do you think that maybe that is happening or do you think maybe it's as bad as it was and worse because now it's, it's more physical to a lot of a lot of students um there is well I, I think that as far as being talked about more i would say i think a little bit more because we had all these everybody knows that we have all these different there's a whole lot of them, organizations and stuff and even lady gaga i looked at her it's called born uh, born this way for a mom they have one too for i'm bullying and um a lot of people don't know about it but nobody's like talking and now, now i'm starting to notice that people are starting to pick up on it and and reach out and say hey i have a story or hey hey you know what i mean and, and they're saying something you know but it's, it's uh, needs it's a lot of, it needs room it needs a lot of improvement because it's talking happening but it's not happening in the right places it's not happening in the schools you know what I mean it's still like oh yeah that, that's it, it's yeah that's something that about. uh something we don't realize too is that bullying doesn't take place doesn't always take place exclusively in school setting mm -hmm. I mean you can have the the neighborhood Cyber boy yeah. yeah so there's you really have to be vigilant and have your eyes open all the time to yeah. you know watch your child make it to where your child can confide in you you know so that they can come to you and say hey mom or hey dad i'm being bullied you know, i really need help what what can we do 
and that that could be either in school or in the neighborhood so mm-hmm. you know i don't want to just focus totally yeah, on school on but school, yeah. it, it seems like school is the worst place yeah it is because everybody's that's congregated crazy though, right? but yeah because ha- right? there's adults there you would think it'd be the less the li- yeah. uh, less place yeah it's it's, <laughs> a, it's the atmosphere is you know all these students in one place you know at one time mm-hmm. uh, outside of school it's more spread out but yeah. inside of school it's very like a you know a, a, a a microcosm of you know of a test a test tube or whatever you know of all these kids you just don't know how it's gonna boil over and become festered and and, and you what you wind up with is uh, a nasty situation yeah so. we have so many ways and like all these opportunities where we can bring so much uh you know unity together and in the school and programs we could put out there for them to be able to get along with each other and, they, and that might just that could change the bully around like what about the program we have a program for the bully right for the one being bullied what about a program for the bullies you know what I mean and then you, and I'm and uh, wouldn't that be great to see a program that took a bully and changed their lives around and they became more you know what I mean and then they became that one helping other bull, kids that are bullies and like that would be I think that's a beautiful thing you know, I, I often wonder what it's like for the bully when they grow older. Do they realize then that, oh, you know, I was a real bad person in school. I really was horrible to so-and-so. You know, I wish that hadn't happened. You know, how much do they take responsibility for their actions when they were when were a child, basically? Yeah. And they're adult now. And, uh, you know, so do they give it a thought or is it, are they still a bully, maybe? There's as, some as an adult. Yeah, some, there's some that are, and then it plays out into in their children. Yeah. Um, you know, we also focus, or at least I do, on the high school years, but I, I know with, with your son, uh, that he's much younger so you know bullying takes place in grade school junior high and high school not just high school Uh, that's where mine was the worst was in high school but you know i know that the reality is bullying is uh you know takes place throughout the school system regardless of the age groups so that's another thing that uh you know i think from the very beginning in school kids need to be taught about bullying and you know so you know maybe when they're in kindergarten even start you know have some type of uh program where kids see a video or they listen to a story of someone who was bullied or listen to the story of someone who was a bully and grew up and realized how bad they were you know things like that can really help i know that you know money is very tight for a lot of school systems you know so that would be just an additional cost but i think it's a cost that would be well worth the effort in a city like yours is a podcast about people with interesting stories. I asked my guests to come on the show and relate a story that happened to them in their life that has changed them in some significant way. And that could be good or bad. I have talked to a, a, a young man, well, he's in his thirties now who was bullied in high school and what he had to go through. He was physically uh, abused 
and I've talked to various types of people. So the stories are, are, are a wide range of things. So I think there's something interesting for everybody. You know, I don't, you don't have to listen to every podcast, but you can go on there and read the, the show notes to find out what the podcast is about. And I'm sure you'll find something that, that would interest you. Uh, once again, it's called In a City Like Yours. And you can find it on all popular podcast platforms, as well as on my website, inacitylikeyours.com. Uh, and I hope you give us a listen. Sure, sure. Awesome. And thank you so, so much for coming on here and bringing light to it. I think this might be like my, I don't want to like choose and make anybody feel bad, but this might be my most, like my favorite one with you on the bully, bullying topic. Oh, well, thank I you. mean, oh, I love them all, but I'm saying, th- I really like the energy and how we just hit those, you know, well, it's, it's definitely a subject that I'm very close to home with uh, since I went through it. And it's, you know, knowing that it's still going on is something that breaks my heart. But, uh, you know, hopefully at some point and, and maybe before I die, I can see uh, positive change in, you know, the way schools handle uh, the, the epidemic of bullying. Yeah, definitely. I, I think so. I think if people like that, you know what I mean, we keep talking about it and, and put more action into it versus just talking, I think, I think we will. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I appreciate you, um, Michael, so much. And uh, you're welcome here anytime. <laughs> well, I certainly enjoy it. And I want to thank you again for what all you, for all that you do for uh, bringing bullying to the forefront. It's very important. I think uh, your reach with your listeners uh, it, you know, it's something that can be commended, and, and I just want to thank you. Thank you, thank you. Would you enjoy the rest of your day? And guys, uh, this is Michael Glenn Moore, city like like yours, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. All right, guys. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, everybody, listen up. I'm here to tell you about a podcast called A City Like Yours with host. Michael Glenn Moore. You can find his podcast on Google Cast, Spotify, Intunes, iTunes, Apple Cast, and many other platforms. And also his website, in a city like yours.com. So check him out, In a City Like Yours with Michael Glenn Moore.